0: Hello and welcome back to Mums the Word, the parenting podcast. I'm George Jones and I'm your host for this week. And this week, my baby turned six. So he was six on Saturday and we had a party for him. It was all rainbow themed, requested by Cooper. And it was lovely. We had a great time. So happy birthday to my little boy, Cooper. Cannot believe I'm six years into this parenting journey. Today's guest is Chessie King, the founder of Welcome to Babyhood, a platform to support, guide and empower parents through their first 40 days. She has amassed over 700,000 thousand followers on Instagram with her uncensored takes on womanhood describing it as a giant girls group chat and I'm very lucky because she's one of my best mates so I am a big part of that girls group chat and what I must say is that Chessie King Carter now she's married, is exactly the human she presents online that is everything you get when you meet her in person. Welcome to the show, my gorgeous friend, Chessie King. Now, you, you might not agree, but I'm going to say it, are the OG in the content creating world of everything when it comes to being positive about your body and who you are.
1: I love you for that. Thank you. When you say "og," that's just a nice way of saying that you're really old. You're not because you're younger (laughs) than me. (laughs) I know, I know, but you're
0: old in the business. You're a grandma. You're you're an Instagramma. That's it. Instagram.
1: Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because when we used to do it, obviously we've both kind of done it for the same amount of time, and when back in, I mean. I don't even know when it was. Everyone's like, when did you start? I'm like, well, decades ago. But the reason behind the um, feeling like we've done it for our entire lives is because we did it before video content. And imagine Instagram without video content. Like, we just did squares. That was all it was. Just a little square. There wasn't even
0: carousels. There wasn't carousels. There wasn't video. Stories. There wasn't stories. We knew life before Instagram like this this is
1: madness our kids are not going to know this chess no they're not they're not and it's going to be glued to their hands and no I think trends come back around mm-hmm. like dog tooth came back in and that then I was wearing it in Paris the other day I was like why am I wearing dog tooth when years ago it wasn't cool and then years ago, years before that it was cool and crimped hair crimped hair you were rocking <laughs> the crimped
0: hair it looked really good really good
1: thank you G. I i think i'm trying to basically relive the parts of me that were so like vibrant and exuberant and i think we've talked about this like a lot with motherhood that you used to be like just a finer work and like when you're a mother you kind of have to reignite that and it takes you oh it takes you a long time to get back there doesn't it it does and i think
0: you don't always realize that you're not being that person anymore that you're not that because i remember in the early days on social media with you it was all like all fun and then you had a child obviously rare who's aurelia who's beautiful and i remember thinking oh she's not quite as like wild on social media but recently and I said this to you didn't I the other day when we were having dinner I said (laughs) I feel like you're coming back again I can see this like brightness in your face and you're getting your well you did a post about it actually you said about getting your colour back didn't you
1: yeah I I think it's definitely not an original quote from me at all but it wrong true with me and the metaphor that I used when I was trying to explain it to one of my best friends who doesn't have a child is like remembering the first phone you had like a Nokia used to play Snake on it and that Nokia it wasn't capable of the things that your iPhone now does or whatever phone you use it's still the same concept so we're still the ourselves just we didn't realize how much we could do before we had children and now that we are mothers I look back and I'm like I'm almost doing a disservice like an injustice to my old self that I want to be her again because Mm. I don't want to I don't want to be her because I've morphed like it's like a metamorphosis like you I've created this new dimension of being able to do the things that I never thought I could do. And that Nokia never thought that your phone would be able to do the things it does now yeah. back when you were 12 and got your, your phone. So I try to think of it as like, anytime I go, oh, I mourn the old me or I'm, it's not mourning the old me. It's actually wishing that I had the freedom and the mm. capac- the brain capacity to do the things I used to do. But actually now I'm more of a human. I haven't lost anything. I've gained a lot, like yeah. patience. That's- And isn't it amazing what we can do? I just think it's phenomenal. Totally, Chess. And, like, that's the
0: thing, like, that... And you're right in that, like, you're never gonna be the person you were before you had a kid, but it's not a negative thing. We're just, um progressing our little brains and everything are like um, progressing in their journey aren't they and as much as we might like mourn you know our old independent not having to keep another person alive life we can get a different version of it again eventually it's just learning how we get it isn't it that's
1: it and and you hear so much about Find pockets of me time. And sometimes when you're in the depths of sleep deprivation and you're just drowning in like washing and all of the things, you've got sore tears and all Mm -hmm. of that, it's hard to know what me time is because when your husband or your partner or whoever you co-parent with or whoever helps you with the baby goes off with the baby and you have an hour, that hour then becomes your washing hour or your let's put on a dish, like, It's like taking yourself away from that home environment and almost like remembering what you used to want to do and Mm. what you used to kind of do so frivolously like without even... Why did I use a word? I can't even say. I've always been like this with other people, but actually being with others charges me up. Like it's almost like I just plug myself in. I'm with other people. Sometimes I want me time alone mm. but actually just being around people and not just talking about children and whatever yeah really helps and i think you have to ask yourself like what did i used to love doing that's obviously just one example like i yeah there's so many things but yeah there's there's a lot to rediscover and it's a beautiful process like it took me probably about two years to fully feel like oh wow this is
0: my body this is my time mm. this is Do you know what I love that you're doing at the moment as well is you're showing you being out and about without Ray. You're showing that you can be a mother that works and that travels and that, you know, does other things. You're showing that you can work out and that be a positive thing. And it's not because we're doing this like dreaded snapback thing that everybody, but do you know what I've come to realise recently? I don't know whether you feel the same way, is that, it's actually okay if we do want to work out for our mind and our body. Because I was like, mm-hmm. I saw someone post something the other day and they were like, oh, I'm working out for my mind, not for my bum or something. I'm like, I'm working out for both. <laughs> I want
1: the perp bum. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I really feel like we've kind of gone so far away. And especially with like, the incredible body confidence era that has kind of happened and whatever but I'm exactly the same however I do it for my mind my body and my future self and I genuinely have had such a like it's almost shifted like flipped my perception on moving and my mum talks a lot about it Mm. about how when you're you want to be able to run with your grandchildren or take your dog for a walk or travel around the world and be able to carry your own suitcase or Mm. all these things that actually are so much more important than like putting on a bikini right now and having 12 abs. But it's just so nice to have that like awareness and that respect for our future us. So when I created babyhood I wanted there to be four pillars body brain feeding and sleep and my your body's best friend in babyhood which is an online video course is Claire Bourne and she's a phenomenal postnatal physiotherapist she talks a lot about keeping like the lack of strength you feel after a vaginal birth or after a cesarean I can only speak from experience and I had a cesarean you are literally starting what feels like from scratch, but you're only building on what you already knew. But it, it's, in, it's almost a time to look at it and go, right, this is like full-on recovery. How can I do things properly? How can I prevent injury? How can I, mm. how can I feel as strong as I possibly can so I can pick up my daughter whilst I, or son whilst I have shopping? And all these things that really do just make you appreciate everything after pregnancy because i was so sick during pregnancy i couldn't even move i think i did maybe three workout sessions in nine months Mm. and when i say workout sessions i think i was just on a bike and um and so now i'm like how lucky am i to be able to move my body without pain without being sick without having a massive, tub, like, bump in front of me. And mm. um, so I think it's just all these things that happen, you really do. And it's like a daily thing. It doesn't just happen within, like, a snap. You have to really, like, just, like, you, you have to expand your idea on, or your ideals. Yeah. You, so you had,
0: what was it called? Hyper. Put... That's it. Say with confidence, she. something gravisomethingus. It's literally like a spell. Hypermisus gravidarum. That's it. So, yeah, That's for it. anybody that doesn't know, Chess suffered with that, didn't you,
1: when you were preggers? Yeah. Uh, pretty gross just being sick lots and lots and lots of times um and I didn't even know it was a thing until I was experiencing it and I think it is quite maybe not unknown because like my auntie said you're very lucky suffering with what the uh princess suffered from and I was like "Um, (laughs) that that thirsty time a day like being sick 30 times a day is pretty lucky actually um yeah I feel good yeah if the royals do it yeah, if the rules do then you're, yeah, I'm a king. So I'm in that bracket. But <laughs> it was pretty debilitating. And it definitely, definitely made me question having another one. And it's one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I've left it um, a little bit longer than a lot of my friends. You being not one of them, because you're very sensible. But a lot of, um, yeah. <laughs> and I think we've had the conversation multiple times. Like, just being like, is this it? Am I, am I just extremely grateful for having one healthy child. And is that enough for me? Do I really want to put myself through that again, mentally, yeah. physically? And I think we both experience, obviously we're both each other's therapists when we're together. And I just love that. Like you can you can pay a stranger to listen to your problems, but actually sometimes your best friend is all you need to to chat to. And it's more powerful sometimes. And I feel like we've both... Talked a lot about those, like we we did it at very different times, but we saw each other from like a outside perspective. How much we really suffered in that first year, and how much we, yeah. we were not expecting that. I mean, I no, remember I holding Cooper. So Georgia, oh. I could tell. So Georgia likes to back away from
0: help. <laughs> do you, know what you still mean.
1: Still do it, but yeah, yeah, it was like she was like no, she was like, no, she was like literally retracting. And I could just tell. And I was like, right, what do you need done? She's like, I need my nails done doing. I have not had my nails done since I had Cooper. And I was like, right, I'm coming. I'm sitting in that nail salon and I'm holding him whilst you get your nails done. And he was tiny. And I think for a friend, sometimes in that really those really early stages, mainly because you're exhausted and you just sometimes feel like no one wants to spend time with me because I just don't have any personality. And maybe yeah. because you also don't know where you need the help, I think it's really hard to say yes to it. And it I've is. hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? But I think mm. you have to be really specific with what you need from a friend or a family member when they say, "Can I come and help you?" If you say oh, no, don't worry, it's fine. But you, in the, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, but there's that washing to do, or there's that yeah. dog to take for a walk, whatever. Or, or actually, all I, do, all I do need is someone just to hold them while I get something done for myself. And if you are in that right now, or if you are going to go through it again, I think just being really specific and be like, actually, you know what? If you could come over and just tidy up what I left from this morning because my partner's mm-hmm. gone off to work, that's all I need. And yeah, yeah. Do you know? And I'd
0: honestly, be. Chess, for all the listeners, that I think, because you were forceful with it but in the best possible way because you were like, no, I am coming over and I am helping because I was, and in in the early days, and I've talked about this before, I was in complete denial and I was trying to prove myself to everybody thinking if I do, can't do this all myself, I am failing because I was the first of like everyone to have babies as in like friendship group. I didn't have, apart from my sister, but my sister, was just very maternal and she's a she's a doctor that looks after babies so you know she knows what she's doing and i just didn't want to fail and me accepting help was failing anyway chess pushed herself into my life and took that little cooper away from me and honestly it was one of the best mornings of my life anyone listening it is so important to ask that help even if it is something as materialistic as getting your nails done, because I've always had my nails done, it's just been my thing, and the fact that I had roots, I didn't have my nails done, I just felt really unkept, was a big thing for me, and it was something that I needed to make me feel better about myself, and it's like, even just sleep, like, you know, if if that's all you ask for, just come and sit with the baby whilst I sleep. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to make a conversation. I have to make you a cup of tea. I just, I'm really tired.
1: <laughs> just having someone in the house as well. I feel like just just having that other person in the house that you know. I only trained as a doula to... Basically, to learn how to be more helpful to my friends that have children. Yeah, I, I just think it's so important. Like, whenever anyone says, Oh, my best friend's having a baby, how can I help them? I'm like, Well, one, buy babyhood. Two, listen to Mum's the Word podcast. And three, <laughs> just go over and sit with them. Or, or just go over and without even asking, put on that wash because no one's going to. No one's going to say, unless you're best, best, best friends with them or your mum, say, oh, can you put my dirty knickers that have probably got skidders in and probably all blood (laughs) because I'm still bleeding from postpartum. Can you just put them in wash for me, please? But, like, if you just do it, it's the... Best present, anyone. I don't want your baby grows. I don't want all the fancy rattles and the cute little muslins. I just want you to come and clean my knickers. <laughs> no, yeah,
0: I want you just... to clean the skin off my knickers and a cuddle would be great. <laughs>
1: Thank <trying> you. <laughs> God, that would be fantastic. I seem yeah. to be giving a lot here. But actually, talking about cuddling, and we won't go too far into this because obviously everyone's situation is different, but I feel like every mum I speak to has just that feeling of like i want to be mothered myself and sometimes we just can't do that like i try and say to a a lot of mums that i I, like i follow whatever they're like i just i don't know what to do because i'm giving myself away and i'm like right one you've got to be vocal with your partner and say this is what i'm able to do but this is what i really need your help on and or actually just Ask them, like, what do you enjoy doing out of all of the parenting things? Because I remember Matt used to hate bath time. And I was like, I love bath time because I just get get in the bath with her. And she just like, it was was just calm, like very calm. And everyone used to say, get into water. It just solves everything. So I knew he didn't want to do bath time. Whereas, like, there were things that he was, he enjoyed a lot more than me. So we kind of worked that out through communication. But then the whole mothering yeah well yeah we're trying (laughs) the whole communication thing it's really hard to say what exactly what you want but in in a really respectful way just be like look this is where i'm at i'm at nine well i'm at ten percent and you seem to be charged up because you've gone to work so would you be able to just step in here like tap in, tap out and sometimes it does feel like you're tag teaming so coming back together and doing things together like Mm -hmm. having a dinner before they go to sleep and just having the baby around like there are things that feel really impossible to do but with two people it does kind of feel a little bit more possible however i was going to say the mothering thing like with their chauffeurs with their chefs with their milk shake machines even if you're feeding them with a bottle you're constantly making milk for them with what like whatever and i feel like we become all these roles to them like their massager their they their Everything and we forget to do all of those things for ourselves. So I always try to say, like, as much as sometimes you don't have the energy to mother yourself, like, do all those things, make that meal for yourself when you've fed them. We just get lost, don't we, under the pile. And we do. We're bottom. Aren't we? I'm right now, I'm second. Are you?
0: Who's bottom?
1: I'm second, I'm second in command. I feel like I've definitely pushed myself higher. I keep, like, I look at the washing now, I'm like, oh, you can wait, oh, just wait for me. You
0: you can do you know go down the uh, I'll stay up. Do you know what I found a little bit? I found, like, two things happened. I lost my voice a little bit with everything and my ability to go, can you just do that? Or I felt like that was me being, like, demanding and naggy. My mindset has obviously changed now, but in the early days. And then I felt like I'd just lost all my confidence in asking like Danny to do something. And like, it was just such a big ask. And I I eventually like got to thinking, but we're both equal here in this parent journey. Like, why should I feel guilty about asking? Or why should I even be asking, can I go out tonight? Can I go for dinner with my friend tonight? I got to a point where I was like, why am I asking permission? What's going on? Who is this person? Where's Georgia gone? Someone once said to me, they were like, that is so unlike you. You would just be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, this is this. Like, you know, I've always been very, very honest and vocal with my opinions. And it went, like completely.
1: It's back. I see that. And when when did you feel like that shifted? How many years postpartum? Oh, or how many years was Maybe last year. Five years in. (laughs) Gee,
0: that is wild. It took a long time. Like, I don't think you realise though. We've talked about this before, haven't we, Chess? Like, you don't realise how you're being. You don't realise that you've lost a bit of you or that you're not as bright or your sparkle's gone a little bit. Like, I always say, like, I look back at photos of, like, early days and I just look so... My eyes look, like, dead. Like, I'm smiling but there's nothing there. You can, I can see it. It makes me sad actually when I look back at those photos because I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't, didn't look like fed up. But you know, is what it is. It doesn't matter what you do as a parent as long as you're happy. As long as your kid sees the happy you. If your thing is you're really good at doing like role playing with them, I am not good at that. But like for example and that's what they love, and, like, that's, like, really fun time for you, great, that's your thing. You you go with that. And if you shit at uh, cooking, fine. They're not going to remember you for that. They're going to remember you you for the really fun things that you did with them.
1: Yeah, I love that. I am awful with cooking with Ray. I just can't deal with the mess. You see all these YouTubers that are, like, (laughs) with me and my two-year-old, I'm like, what, what, who's cleaning up? Uh, Who? It's cleaning up that batter up, because I- It's the eggs. The eggs. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, don't don't eat the raw egg. I just can't. It's not for me. And I'm never going to be that mum that cooks with their child. When you say you look back on photos, I kind of listened back to a few voice notes before I had like a full on meltdown when I texted the Golden Girls group, which G is in. And I basically said, is anyone free? And everyone knew that that was a call for help. I wasn't like, because I'm very much like, and I've said this to quite a few of my friends, I'm very aware that every Everyone has their own shit going on in their lives. And sometimes you're not in the right headspace or you don't have the capacity to help your friend who is in desperate need. However, all my friends were like, no, 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 no. We would drop everything and be there for you. Like as a friend you are. But I know that a lot of my friends have lost family members and whatever, and that they're grieving. And sometimes they just don't want to hear. That's how I felt. They don't want to hear my shit. But actually all of you said no chess seriously we'd be there so this was before and i remember voice noting it, it, i was voice noting bronte my sister and my mom and i just remember saying i can't believe i'm finding it this hard like why i'm finding it this difficult and i still have moments of that i really like understood why because there was this thing that i re- read the other day that said We've been told our whole lives to get good grades from exams or, like, to learn all the steps to then get... We've been, like, moulded by the system of, like, school to be good at things and to be right at things. And actually, being a mother, you're not told... There is no right or wrong. It's literally just personal for you. Obviously, there are things that are wrong. Um, (laughs) But we're talking, like... There's that constant question of, like, um, first-time mum, am I doing this right? Is this meant to feel like this? Because you've got nothing to compare it to, apart from, like, obviously experience and time of being a parent. You can look back and go, oh, well, I just cared too much about that. I really shouldn't have. And all of those things that, yeah... But I think there's so much power in just accepting that there are going to be days that feel impossible. And then there are going to be days, and sometimes not even days, just moments and pockets of like, oh, this is so worth it. But there are still moments where I laugh at the Chessie that thought she'd have six children and like literally a, a football team worth of children. And now I'm questioning whether I even want a second.
0: Hi all, it's TV's Gail Porter here. I am so excited to tell you that I am joining the Paranormal Activity family and will be hosting a number of live podcast recordings across the UK. The first is on the 6th of March at London's haunted Richmond Theatre. Expect terrifying tales, audience interaction and hopefully a spirit or two. I can't wait for you to join me and to hear your own paranormal experiences. You can find tickets at www.paranormalpod.co.uk
1: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches and fine jewellery, Rebag is the answer.
0: On social media the other day and said something like I think Cooper is going to be our only one and loads of people messaged and they were like wow it's amazing that you've said that like and I was like why it, it makes no difference makes no difference whether you've got one or six and I you and me were really similar in our parenting journeys in that sense of that you and me both were like yeah we'll probably have like three um and yeah. then we had one and we were both like yeah I think think we might."
1: Might be done. (laughs) (laughs) That thing might be enough. Yeah, uh, and then we look at all of our friends with two under two and we're like, you're not selling it to us. (laughs) Yeah, oh my God, My, my best friends, they've got two under two, are all like, yeah, don't do it. do it I mean I'm so past the two under Tuesdays I don't think I'll ever do that (laughs) but there is that constant like do I really want this again and it's not just you it's your partner and like we've been very open Matt and I maybe not on social media because it's quite a personal thing but I'm sure he won't mind me talking about like the feelings that he's had as well that like responsibility of becoming a father and and also just like it's that dynamic between you, it shifts completely. And Mm. so I see all these like how to keep the spark alive with your husband after being together for 10 years and having four children. And it's like booking a date night every week. I'm like who's looking after your kids and how are you doing that? And also, like, come on. If we were billionaires, okay,
0: right. We'll, yeah. we'll get a living nanny and we'll have a date night Absolutely. once a week. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, so we've had that discussion multiple times of do we want to go through this again? And mm. sometimes one partner wants it more than the other. And that's a really hard dynamic because it's a really hard conversation to have because you came first. And yeah then put future children and in hope that we would be able to have future children before your relationship, just you two, is really difficult, especially when you want different things.
0: Yeah, and the thing is as well, like when it is just you two before you have a kid, you can put your full energy into that other person. And of course, when you have a baby, you can't. You cannot put every single bit of you into your husband or your partner anymore because it's impossible. And that's why we end up being at the bottom of the pile because we're trying to keep everybody happy. We're like, you know, our husband still needs us, but our baby needs us. Where's the time for me to be me? And I think that's it. It's the progression of being a mother and you eventually, light bulb moment, something goes off and you go, oh my God, I know what I need. I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this. I think you and me have both realized what it is that we need to do, where we need to go, who we need to spend time with to set our little spark
1: back off again. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And I think on social media, I find the comments that say, how are you spending so much time away from Aurelia? Really interesting. I don't I don't find them offensive in any way because I'm like, the... 80% of my life that I spend with Ray, I'm fully with her, but I don't show her on Instagram. So what, like, I don't show her face on Instagram. So why, like, it's it's difficult. And I also don't want to just be like on the phone. I never am on my phone with her. So you don't see those bits. Whereas you're gonna see the 20% where I am off on a brand trip and, and it looks like I'm on multiple hindus in one week. And that has happened. <laughs> I'm feeling slightly fragile. Like that time, with her i'm not going to show online because it's 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 our time it's precious it's amazing and just because you're not seeing it on social media it doesn't mean it's not happening i like find that just so funny. yeah but i think what is the point in feeling that guilt and i know it's easier said than done to not feel guilty it's an emotion that comes up like anger like happiness like Frustration, mm. but yeah, you know, look, I've never felt guilty because I know that when I'm with her, I am fully with her, and I know that that first year of her life, I spent maximum half an hour away from her because she was t- t- super glued to my tip the whole time. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, you know, you've done the best you can as a mum. You know that you have been mum and you are mum, and the thing is, if the dad goes off and he's at multiple stag do's and away all the time nobody questions them do they oh nope. but when we're away well who's looking after yeah who's looking after your child probably the dad because you know there's they're, they're at home <laughs> so that's that's how parenting tends to work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people don't ask and then that's when we get like shamed, that's where the, I think that's where like the mum shaming happens and the mum guilt bit comes in is that people are like, so why aren't you looking after your child? It's like, I am looking after my child, but I'm also allowed to look after me and go and do things I want to do because I'm still a person. Like your life does not stop when you have a child. That's not the way it's meant to be. Somebody said to me, you can either have a child, but your whole life will stop or you never have a child and your life continues. I'd be like, right, well, yeah, I'd, I probably won't have a child then. Yeah, the latter. Um, selfish as it is, like selfish in a really good way. I also want to live a life. That is why I'm alive. I've been brought on the planet to live. Absolutely, um, things
1: I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. And also, we want Cooper and Aurelia to see us doing those things because I want her to go. Oh, how fun was that? That mum was just like in morocco and then went to paris and like she's not gonna go why did you leave me because i'm gonna come back and we're gonna have the best time when we're together like i just find it funny that judgment and that like there are always going to be people that judge you whether that's immediate family like oh you're not doing that right or or friends or Mm. strangers and i just think oh it's oh it's hard enough as it is
0: so just Just go away, Yeah, that's just don't bother. I do want to ask you, you, I actually mentioned it in the intro and you've mentioned it a couple of times, but I then didn't go into it because we like to go off on tangents, don't we? (laughs) But um, welcome to Babyhood, two questions. First one is what made you develop it? But the second one is also what exactly is it for anybody that doesn't know what it is and might want to have a look at it?
1: It's an online video course for new parents in the first 40 days and it literally takes you through from the moment you get home you get a video per expert so brain body feeding sleeping and they are bite-sized videos for you to watch when the baby is hopefully sleeping or when you're just like "Hell, what do i do and i curated it with four experts who are phenomenal and they help support me through pregnancy through postpartum post-party um and th- i've tried to bring them all together and make it really accessible really affordable because i was buying this sleep course, literally the night like at 6 p.m i was like i just needed sleep and i'd be like binge watching all the 150 pounds video course that i spent like this american lady who was basically like put them down awake not asleep and i was like i know that but i just want to really want someone to help me with my brain so i kind of just put well, what i knew would help and i just made what i needed to hear at that point and i mean i was i think ray was three days old when i said to matt i think i'm gonna make something for people that are feeling the same way as me and my milk could obviously just come in and i was like i just want parents to feel like they can be helped and supported in a way that like you feel like they're all in the room with you so we are, well, I am, when I say we, it's hilarious yeah. because it's literally just me. So I am creating a new pillar called play. It's the play pillar and it's basically how to interact. Because I found it, yeah, re- cool. I'm sure you did, I found it really, really overwhelming. The whole, when do I actually play with them in between the serious bits of changing them and trying to put them to sleep? Like, when do we mm. get that funnel point? When do we even get that? And I think um, that's what it's missing. Yeah. So we've got a play element with an incredible play expert. Then we have holding your hand through IVF and beyond, which is coming in a few months. So that's inspired by a lot of my friends that have been through IVF and talk incredibly openly about it and not necessarily positively. So I want it to help those that are um, going through it for the first time or maybe the fourth time. And then I really want to, and this is just, future projections do a surrogacy and adoption course because I understand that families grow in so many different ways and sometimes you can't carry your own child and it will all be real families and real stories backed up by experts with the knowledge and the science and the qualifications.
0: You're a little modern day Mother Teresa. I think Chess needs some kind of like OBE or MBE. I don't know what what they stand for, but nighted. something, you something where she gets like
1: knighted. Uh, I, I don't deserve <laughs> a knighthood. The experts on the
0: course okay. deserve a knighthood. I love you. One thing I do want to cover, because me and Chess are very similar in this sense, is that our husbands are away quite a lot. And a lot of it falls on us, doesn't it? And we've had a number of conversations about I this because it's actually quite hard isn't it because often it might be very very last minute as well mightn't it and what's hard I think for like mums is that for some reason and I do not know why it falls on us to if if both parties are both parties sounds very serious yeah, you know, but both members of the couple are busy and it's a husband-wife relationship, as opposed to, you know, two men or two women. It always falls on the woman to be the one that organizes childcare or has to stop doing whatever it is that they want to do or that they've got planned. Because for some reason, it seems that like they're still, and it shouldn't be a thing. Like this hierarchy where the men get to do even just on, going for a run I
1: remember when Rain was <laughs> tiny and Matt used to just leave the house to go for a run and I was like how are you doing that like i am just stuck at home you know I, I don't know when to like yeah. how are you even managing to get out the house and that freedom starts from literally the moment and that's where I think the resentment builds up and especially when they go away like I've got to say I go away quite a lot for work as well and Matt says that um, he's tallying it up. So it's actually a competition now. Who goes away the most? As in, I'm like, mate, no, 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 we don't do that. Um, But I do find that, one of my friends said the other day, the amount of days that they go away for, that they are away for correlates with the amount of, hours it takes me to warm up to him. So if he's been away for 10 days, and it's going to take me 10 hours to warm up to you again, mate, because you've been away for far too long. Yeah. (laughs) But it's funny because when he's away for work, it's fine. I know that he's away for work. However, when he's away on a stag do or just on a golf weekend with his mates, I have a very different level of patience for him it just boils up doesn't it
0: and I think this is the thing is that you know when you said before like Matt could go on a run and you'd be like how have you gone on a run because they don't ask they yeah. go and this is the thing we sit there and we're like god oh no I'd feel terrible if I went for a run night right now because that would mean I'd have to uh, you know be void of any responsibility for half an hour whilst I go on this run I couldn't possibly do that and leave my husband to, to fend for himself and our child and he's like why is
1: that how our brains work it's mad and it takes me a lot to think right don't be pissed off because when you go away I don't want him to feel the same way but yeah there are obviously it's natural and I think do you know what I really like doing when Matt is away I write I don't actually send it but sometimes I write like if I'm feeling a little bit like oh (laughs) I start to raise like <laughs> that evening or whenever I have a moment I like write out a message that I would send but I don't send it and then I just feel a bit lighter I'm like oh well I've said it he didn't need to hear it but I've said it and then maybe when he comes back I'll tell him it's a good idea just
0: just have a notes a section in your notes what I'd like to say to my husband, but <laughs> haven't.
1: <laughs> and then one day they might accidentally find it, and you'd be like, "Oh, think, d- oh d- dear!" Whatever way it makes you feel better. And sometimes you feel like you are bitching, but it's normal. Yeah. We're all feeling it. Listen,
0: we say it with love, <laughs> just with love and a hint of resentment. Just, just a sprinkle. Just a sprinkle of resentment. <laughs> a sprinkle of resentment. And I think I think majority of of people out there probably feel very, very similar. Yeah. But it helps. It helps when we talk. It helps when people are honest and open and share their
1: experience. That's it. That's what we're here nobody, for. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that you've got the perfect relationship and the perfect child and your child slept 12 exactly. hours and you and your husband are still in love and having sex 12 times a day. Do you know what? If my kid was a good sleeper, I
0: don't actually think I'd tell people because I just <laughs> think it doesn't be- benefit anyone. <laughs> you don't want to know. All it's going to do is piss people off yeah we don't want it. nobody wants to know if your
1: child is a good sleeper they just don't no tell me that and that's where we're going to that, end that. it well <laughs> I'll tell you that Ray just took off her nappy even though we're meant to be training, and we're not even post-training. she's just like she just loves sitting on the main toilet with like a little toilet seat on top so she I just said do you need a And she said, yeah I need a poo. she'd already done one didn't realize she pulled the nappy down so all the poo went oh. in between her legs whipped it off and honestly pooped it. And it <laughs> as, as I got to my parents' house, and I ha- we haven't been home for a while, and I don't think they want us back because I was just like, "I'm so sorry." I've got a whole cast gonna have to clean it up. <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh my god! Have you left your mum cleaning oh, it up? I did get the baby wipes out, and I did try and and uh, oh. it's just hilarious, isn't it? I just try and laugh, and I'm like, "You, you're basically me when I was your age." So I've done this before. Stop. Stop being a hypocrite chest, like... I love you,
0: but before you go, quickly, how many times have we said we love each other? Just,
1: <laughs> I so know. I feel like every voice note <laughs> I ever sent you starts with I love you, middle, middles I love you and ends with I love you.
0: <laughs> and then a lot of chaos in between, normally. Normally. <laughs> Just quickly before you go, where can anyone that wants to um, find out more about babyhood or have a look at it, where can, where can they find it? What do we do? Is there a link?
1: It's www.welcometobabyhood.com. and I don't ever post on the Instagram, so don't look on there because you know when. You yeah, of time. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I will give a forty percent discount. Mum's the word. If you use Mum's the word, gets forty percent. I've already created it. Oh, well done, Todd. Look at you. You're just such a good,
0: supportive friend,
1: aren't you? Mum's the word, isn't it? <laughs> and and for the last time, love you. <laughs> I adore you, and thank you, everyone, honestly. And thank you for creating this beautiful episode because it's so wonderful to be able to talk to my best friends and Mm. for people to listen to it.
0: And call call it work.
1: Look at us. Um, Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, thanks, Chess. And I'll speak to you probably in about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, gorgeous girl. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mums the Word, the parenting podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week.